Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Everything is different today. Everything is different today because this is a new moment. Every single day, everything is different. And today I'm choosing to celebrate that it's a new day. I'm choosing to celebrate that every moment God is letting itself be known as all creation and it is consistently changing itself and motivating itself and allowing itself to just show up as love. Are you showing up as love today? And the rest of you? <laughs> I wanted to start today. So we are talking about deepening. The, the, the theme of the month, is, as Ruth already mentioned, is deepening. And today, I, I had this thought I'm going to talk about. I had so much I wanted to talk about. I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk about boundaries and resilience and forgiveness. So I titled my talk, Boundaries, Resilience, and Forgiveness. And we'll see if I get to all three. But I wanted to start today with a Rumi quote. Rumi offered this. Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. I'm, I've been giving a lot of thoughts to this construct of the only thing we can ever truly change is ourselves. That there is that, there is that within each and every one of us which has decided to express itself on this plane of action, and the only thing we have complete 100% control of is the self. And one of the things that happens is as we make decisions about the way that we're going to experience and express our lives, we start to create these constructs all around us because we've decided this is the way life is going to be. We call those things boundaries. Those boundaries show up as comfort zones. Do you ever have a comfort zone? Anyone here have a comfort zone? <clears throat> you like to live within those comfort zones, right? Of course we like to live within our comfort zones because they're safe and secure. But on the other side of your comfort zone is where we expand and grow. It's a scary place to be. And I had this thought when I was thinking about boundaries that, yes, we have good and we have bad boundaries, right? Just, I mean, I think we can... I'm assuming, we know what that does, but I'm assuming that we all could recognize good boundaries in our lives and bad boundaries in our lives. Things, things that we've established on the side of good and the side of bad that we are judging as good and bad. I'm assuming that we can all understand that. Yes? Yes. So they're good... They're good yeah. Are you a good boundary or a bad boundary? <clears throat> Well, I'm not a boundary at all. <laughs> and that's actually the truth. Don't be a boundary at all, because if we truly knew who we were, do you all get, do you all get the reference? <laughs> if we truly knew who we were, we could actually let go of all boundaries, whether we call them good or we call them bad. That's a scary place for us, though, because here's the thing. What we find is that when we are willing to let go of our boundaries, we're really concerned that other people are going to take advantage of us. And so we reestablish the boundary. My question to you is this. 
if we truly knew who we were, and we knew who everybody else was, and everybody else truly knew who they were, and they knew who we were, would there ever be a need for another boundary? No. Part of what I'm looking to get to is that state of mind. That's my choice. That's my choice. I am a pretty, I'm a pretty open, boundaryless person. I don't know if you've ever noticed that about me. I've, I've shed a lot of boundaries in my life. And yet, I also have places where I kind of maintain that tight grip. And today, I'm choosing to let go maybe just a little. Just a little. Because in the end, it's all love. In the end, it's all kindness if we truly know who we are. Can you imagine such a world? It's funny. I Actually, I feel a little emotion around that construct because I think about all that this world is experiencing and the conflicts that this world is experiencing in this country, in Ukraine, all over the world. We're, there's lots of conflict being experienced. And I think it's because we also have decided that we're going to live in a world of competition rather than cooperation. But if I think about us truly getting it, we are the power, we are the light, we are the life, we are the love. Period, end of sentence. If we truly get that, what a world this would be. How we can experience that may be in embodying compassion. Now, compassion is a funny word. Compassion traditionally means with suffering. Did you know that? If you look at the root of the word, compassion means with suffering. The passion of the Christ was not about the happy, passionate, oh, joy day of the Christ. The passion of the Christ is about the suffering of Jesus. So if you look at that's what the meaning of the word passion is. It means suffering. But that's not the understanding that I accept any longer because we have come to deepen in a different way. We've come to understand compassion in a different way. And I borrow from uh, the Buddhist tradition this understanding of compassion, unconditional love. Unconditional love. That's what I choose to understand as compassion. And this is this unconditional, unbounded love is the thing that is most healing. That is the thing that will heal all wounds. So if we're willing to let our boundaries go, step into unconditional love, we live a life of resilience. And we can live that life in every single moment. Resilience rising above. And we're about to enter into a season that will culminate in a message about rising above the circumstances of the world. It is the end of, well, we're coming up on the end of Mardi Gras. We're coming up on the end of the season. So you should have all gotten your Mardi Gras beads if you wanted them. Um, and Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, right? Now, Ash Wednesday is, a, is traditionally, of course, a Catholic uh, holiday, and it begins the season of Lent in, traditional Christian, uh, in the traditional Christian faith. 
But I have a call to each and every one of us, and some of you will have heard this before, because I actually do celebrate Lent. I start on Ash Wednesday, and I make a recommitment in my own mind to this idea. Let's eliminate negative thinking. Lent. We can truly eliminate negative thinking if we are rooted in and expressing from the point of view of compassion, letting down those barriers to anything other than the full expression of love and kindness. I was a bully once. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was a, I was a dumb kid once. Sometimes I still think I am a dumb kid. Um, but I was thinking about, you know, my, my time when I... So when I was in elementary school, uh, there was this kid that, I don't know, there was nothing that he did specifically to be the person that everyone bullied, but I was on the side of the bullies in elementary school with this kid, and I regret that to this day. The reason that I bring this up is because if we continue to spend energy outside of compassion, making others wrong, what we tend to do is we tend to become bullies. Because if we think somebody else is wrong, we might try to make them right. And so we end up bullying them. So I will admit to the fact that once upon a time in my life, I was a bully. And you know, this kid, he used to just make, he made me crazy. For no other reason than he existed. What is that about? I don't I don't remember now what it was that put me in that frame of mind. But I have a willingness to take the next step, which is when I'm willing to let go of the bounds, to resolve myself and be resilient in the understanding of love only, then I can step into that place of self-forgiveness. And I trust that in my own self-forgiveness, which does not excuse behavior, it does not excuse things I did, but I think that in self-forgiveness, which is the ultimate act of love for the self, that I am forgiven by that individual as well. So I went and looked him up today on Facebook. We're not, we weren't connected on Facebook, but I went and looked him up today. and. Uh, I'm sure that my bullying has had little effect on his entire life. He's doing pretty well, irrespective of what I did to him in elementary school. And I think, too, you know, I mean, I can look back and see ways that in which I was bullied. It's neither here nor there. Forgiveness is really what it comes down to and what I'm moving myself into. Now, forgiveness, I have taken into my own heart with this understanding that Forgiving is about being for giving of myself, to be for giving of love, to be for giving of kindness, to be for giving of the light. As I want to be forgiven in my own heart, I must be for giving in my mind, heart, and action. I choose today to stand 
for giving of myself. One of the things that happens when we love without bounds is we also release self-blame. If I choose to understand and know myself as love, then I release any blame that I may have. And I know that I have the responsibility to be something new in this moment moving forward because this is a brand new moment. There is nothing that has ever existed or will ever exist that is exactly the same as this moment. And for that, I am indeed truly grateful. So I'm willing to release self-blame and become resilient. And from this resilience, we can release the grip of the past. Remember I talked about the Bible a couple weeks ago, that big, heavy Bible. And we were, like, I make clients, I have them hold this Bible out. It's like this huge book. And hold it out. And I say, this is your past. And you have to hold on to it as long as you can. Because what you'll find is it will become exhausting. And then I ask them, at what point are you willing to set it down? I have to be willing to set down my own past to step into resilience. Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. I wanted to change that guy. I wanted to change all the circumstances of my life. And the only way I will ever change the circumstances of my life is if I have boundaries and limitations put up that I feel I have to wrestle with. No. So yesterday I was clever. I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. I will stay rooted in that understanding. That's the ultimate journey, the ultimate call to action, I think, is to change the self. And you know what happens when we change the self? The world changes. And it's not about changing behavior. It's about changing our consciousness because behavior follows consciousness. So the love that knows no bounds, the love that we must feel for ourselves, we must also share with the whole world. Deepening our own compassion helps us deepen our connection with each other, with that elusive something, that ineffable something, beyond our sight, which many of us call God, and with ourselves, which is probably the most important. Deepening our own compassion helps us deepen our connection with each other, with God, and with ourselves. Here's a quote of Ernest Holmes that speaks to this as well. Life, he writes, is an eternal givingness. Life is an eternal givingness, the offering of the cosmic self to the joy of its own fulfillment. We are part of this joy, and we find fulfillment only as this joy passes through us to others. Everything moves in circles. We short-circuit our own good when we refuse to pass it on. So my question then really becomes this. Are you willing to be in the infinite circulation of love today? Are you willing to be in the infinite circulation of love, irrespective of what your past experiences have ever been today and evermore moving forward? Because that is your responsibility to know who you are in this moment and to take on the ability to respond in every given moment with and as love. Are you willing to step out of short-circuiting that cycle and 
being a full participant in that cycle? How might we pass this joy on to others? How might we do it? A simple smile, walking down the street to someone you don't even know. This is how I, I, I lived in New York City for a while, and I, become, I became very good at walking like this. <laughs> a little faster. The other way that we can pass this joy on to others is through forgiveness, forgiving of our own love, no matter what. And that's the thing. You know, uh, because I'm wearing a T-shirt today, um, I can point out that I have a tattoo. And this tattoo on my arm says, and so it is. And I chose, this is the only tattoo I've ever gotten. I thought for years, I want to get a tattoo. I don't know what tattoo I'm going to get. I thought for years over what I wanted this tattoo to be. And I thought to myself at one point, I thought, I know exactly it's going to be, and so it is, that phrase, which is a traditional way in New Thought we close our prayers as the button to say, I'm giving it over to the infinite power and presence and trusting in its fulfillment. This is, I put it in this particular spot as a reminder to myself at all times when I see it that what I speak, what I believe, and what I feel becomes the expression and experience of my life. And so I better be aware of what it is I'm believing, what it is I'm saying, and the feelings that are wrapped up in that. You don't all have to go get a tattoo. but maybe find something that can be that constant reminder of the no matter what element I'm talking about. No matter what, this is my reminder that my word is creative, my thoughts are creative, my beliefs are creative. And so I'm in charge of how my life experience unfolds. You are resilient. Do you know that? Clearly not. <laughs> Well, if you can't know it for yourself, I'm here to remind you, you are resilient. You are absolutely boundless. That's the infinite truth of you. Because in the end, there is only kindness and love. That's it. Peace and blessings. You are magnificent. I invite you into this is our homework. And if you are new to our community, I give homework every week, which is the practicality, uh, the practical way that we're inviting a practice. I want you to live with these questions this week, and these will be in the email that goes out on Monday as well. One, in what way am I offering my boundless love to other people right now? Two, in what way am I honoring the infinite divinity by resonating boundless love to that which is beyond physical sight? That's God. Three, in what way am I personally and deeply experiencing boundless self-love and allowing it to grow in everything I touch? I know it's a lot of words, but it will be in the email tomorrow. If you have not signed up for our email list, you can always do that. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. 
You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.